Welcome everybody to the Brian Piercosi podcast. That's me. We have Annie Marie joining us for the Hello. first time ever. Hello. Who will be my co-interviewer? And John is. I think you're my uh, most uh, visited guest on this That's podcast. Cool. You're like number fourth time, fifth time. That's pretty awesome. You don't even so, need to say his last name. He's John Stringer. <laughs> John Stringer, world famous musician. Good to be. Teacher, back. author. And Kathy Stringer, first yes. time. Woo-hoo, first timer right here. Chandler, so we got John and Kathy. Th- of flow. That's right. <laughs> John and Kathy together, and we're going to talk about relationships. Yes. And this is going to be, I think, a pretty epic podcast. So I've been doing most of them live on Facebook, so this is going to be an audio version, um, which is a, n- a nice new format to delve into. So Love it. it's fun, but we're going to keep it the same style, just kind of authentic, spontaneous conversation and and uh, see what arises. So yeah, we just the topic of relationships is uh, obviously a really important topic for people. Um, I think it's where we're, we're challenged the most and where we show the most, but also where we can grow the most and expand and uh, awaken the most yes, through relationship. So... Um, this is just a chance to share wisdom that you both have ascertained and uh, secrets to surviving and thriving. Yes, thriving. Yes. <laughs> That's us. Going from we surviving to thriving. That's right. We like that. And back again. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's constant motion. Yeah. So I, I've heard your story many times of how you've come together. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe we start there. Like, how did you, how did you come together? I'll give the short bullet point, yeah. and then you fill in the rest. <laughs> okay. Yes. Go ahead. So we we actually met in the music industry way way back. Don't even remember what year it was, and uh, met at a music venue where Kathy was actually managing her then boyfriend, among other among others. And after that competition, John was her, in a competition, right? Which yeah. her then boyfriend won, and my band was like third place or something. Um, we actually went our separate ways and reconnected in the music industry often. I went and checked out uh, her soon-to-be husband, who was the boyfriend at that time. Um, checked out his band a couple of times, admired him, just a great musician, and admired their relationship. Later, we connected through uh, her music conference. Uh, we, we would see each other every now and then, uh, but there was no nothing going on, obviously. Mm-hmm. I always uh, thought John was a really good guy. That's what would come to me. Yeah. Such she, a good guy. Mm-hmm. And she got married. Had, they had her, their daughter. I actually got to see her present the picture um, uh, to, to him. Jeffrey is his name. Uh, and then... Father's Day. I gave him a beautiful... Picture of the baby. Uh, it was really sweet ceremony and everything and I was dating somebody at the time you know that was that later we ended up reconnecting after I went through all kinds of relationships and I knew she was going through her divorce because uh, my then girlfriend told me about it did you hear blah 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 because Kathy had become big music conference uh, manager yeah, it was running this huge music conference in Atlanta it was the conference to go to and play at my band wanted to play and so it was big news. My girlfriend comes and tells me, did you find out they're splitting up? I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's, hmm, okay. 
and um, we end up reconnecting after uh, I think one of your meetings I was coming from a job I had at the time we met up on the street right out front of the Hard Rock Cafe Atlanta right and just reconnected as friends you didn't know I knew what was going on when you told yeah. me so there was the synchronicities of the the event was first when we met at this venue he was talking to my then boyfriend Jeffrey and I and having the thought right what were you thinking as you were talking to us so uh, that I admired the relationship I want a relationship like that yeah like that's the kind of relationship yeah. that I want yeah. um, so he started reaching out to Jeff but I was Jeff's manager, so I took not all because of the, of the relationship. Though. Yeah, just reaching out about, <laughs> just about um, music songs, stuff, how they yeah. were written, what was his inspiration, and I'm responding to all of these emails as Jeff. Mm-hmm. So John and I are talking, and you know he just kind of became like a, a person we would talk about. Oh, I'm like you're getting an email from John Stringer again. He'd be like, just answer it, you know. So John, so I kind of got to know him through that, which was just kind of mm-hmm. funny. So I just had this admiration for him as being a good guy, and many years, seven years went by from that. And then um, when I was going through my divorce, it was the biggest challenge of my life. And uh, John just kept showing up and popping up. And I was at an event for my music conference and we talked forever. We just saw each other. And at that time he already knew, but I didn't know he knew because I hadn't told anybody. He heard it in a kind of interesting way. Um, Anyway, just was when I would see him, it was just like everything seemed to be okay. We would just talk and connect, but nothing beyond just a good guy. You want me to keep going? No, (laughs) so three days prior to us connecting romantically, spiritually, like whatever you want to call it, I'd done a clarity exercise that I'd learned in the Army. had nothing to do with spiritual practices, I didn't think, but lo and behold, once I got clear, I realized what I wanted to feel like Three days later, it happened. We end up dancing at a dance uh, at a club. Club eleven fifty. Club eleven fifty. Seven eleven. And it was magic in the sense of it was everything um, I had described, vibrationally felt, but it was so confusing to me because it was unexpected, and we neither of us expected it. We both walked out like, "What just happened here?" <laughs> you know. Mm. And so, long story short, that was kind of the brought us together. Um, kind of how it happened in the music industry and my band was like dude you better not screw this up <laughs> I didn't exactly have a great track record you know yes. in relationships he had a little bit of a reputation yeah. my friends were like oh, it, was, oh. it wasn't a negative <laughs> reputation it was just a you know player I wasn't even a player mm-hmm. <laughs> I was open relationships that's a uh, player very honest <laughs> open no, relationships no no I mean open relationships in the sense of hey I do not do Blah blah blah, that kind of open relationship. Mm. Like I'm in open relationship. No commitment. Yeah. Yes. It was very transparent, and it would always crash and burn. And um, luckily, when I uh, when we started uh, seeing each other, went to our first date. um, We had that talk. It's like so. I think I put it like this. So I'm sure you probably want to play the field and all this as you're going through uh, getting out of a divorce. You're probably not ready to settle down or nothing like that. This was about two weeks in when we were really getting deep. Yes. And so, you know, I felt like I needed to bring it up. Like, I'm seeing other people and da 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 You probably, I'd imagine you don't really want to, like, make this monogamous or anything, right? (laughs) My heart just fell. I was like, what? Because I'm 
always been in monogamous relationships. And I was like, nope, that's not what I was thinking. Well. At first I said that. Okay. I said it wasn't what I was thinking. Gotcha. So he explained to me how it would be so beautiful to go in that direction. You know, he would con- we would continue to see other people and continue to see each other. And I was like really hurting, but I found this guy when I would thought after my divorce, I was done with men. I was like, no, I'm especially musicians. And, um, Surprise. <laughs> and so I agreed and I went home that night for 16 hours. I could not sleep. <laughs> I just, I really through the journey of after my divorce, I'd really found myself and connected to who, you know, kind of had lost myself in, in the marriage and found myself again and just felt so good about who I was. And I was just like, that's just not me. It's just not working for me. And so, you know, I talked to my sister who was a huge sounding board for me and I, it broke my heart, but I called the next day and I was just like, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but I just can't do it. We can be friends. I really like you and I want to spend time with you, but I can't be with you. So I was like, okay, let's people. be friends. So we decided to be friends. For about a week. Right? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And it was like a no, friends with no benefits. Friends with no benefits. But we were having a, we were. We had a great time. After that two weeks, I realized I wouldn't see anybody else. I'd like. Everything else had faded. Mm, right. And so I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just be monogamous. Let's just be monogamous. Mm. That was 16 years was 16 ago. 16 years wow. ago. Mm. But that was a big turning point because I think for me, standing up for what really I just knew was who I was, um, ended up shifting because all of these other girls had said they probably thought they would change him and said, yes, I'm not, I could be wrong, but it seemed like they all crashed and burned because they probably said, yes, I will do that. And then they were miserable. Then they expected John to change. And I just was like, you know what? I can't do it. And mm-hmm. I know that. So if you can't come this way, let's just, you know, hug and hang out. <laughs> hug and hang hug out. Hug and hang out. For about two weeks, we were <laughs> miserable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it was great, but we've been We like, were hanging oh, out God, every day of every rough. moment, yeah. really. And <clears throat> it's pretty funny. So I do remember the, the, the night we were just looking at each other longingly. And he was like... Man, I don't even have any interest in seeing anybody else. I haven't been seeing anybody else. You're the only person I want to see. Let's do this thing. Yep. I said, okay. 16 years. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's strong. That's so that's the... That's, that's the, the abbreviated version. version. Yeah. It's in a book. <laughs> yes, it is in a book. We, we wrote... Uh, we had our 11-11 chapter in love and oneness. 11-11 love story. Lo- uh, adventures in manifesting love and, love and oneness. oneness. Yeah. It's on Amazon. So, there you have it. <laughs> Beautiful story. Yeah. Thank That's, you. Thank That's you. the fun, fun mm-hmm. uh, start points. of our great journey. Mm-hmm. I was going to inquire into, like, just for John, like, going from open relating then into monogamous and, like, mm-hmm. how that transition was for you and was there, like, a process. But it seems like it was just choiceless and it was just, like... It was, I, I did some consideration, but it felt natural mm-hmm. because of where we were after that two weeks of, you know, not seeing anybody else. And I kept considering, and I'm like, this is how I feel. Uh, Plus, there were some other things. uh, Like, I dropped a lot of the relationships. There was only, like, one relationship I was even considering at that time and trying to weigh in of, like, well, this relationship is way better than that one, you know. Even though it took two years to finally make that concrete decision in my head. (laughs) But we dated... Uh, monogamously for two years and then for three days we had a um, time where we parted ways where I was going through 
like uncertainty, just feeling like, man, it's been two years. I don't know if I'm ready to commit and marry and all this other stuff. It's like, I just need this time to figure it out, get clear. And there was really that one relationship I was concerned about. I called that same girl and was like, look, here's the deal. Remember you from two years ago, blah, blah, blah. Wanna chat, da, da, da. What I realized was there was no, it was the same as it was back then. There was no chemistry, no connection, no nothing. And it reinforced why um, Kathy was really what I had manifested, let's mm. just say. Mm -hmm. Like it was very clear. So that three day break, then we uh, got back together. And for two years after that, it was pretty, yeah, it was easy. Mm. It was, in a sense, in one sense, choiceless, and in another sense, there would come times where I would have that come back up. You mm -hmm. know, my consciousness would be like, you know, what's up with this? And as I began to get into the ability, the ability to channel and you know access higher things, that's what I recognized was my desire was um, really that that connection, that oneness, that I could find that internally. Right. Although that didn't mean um, how I would express eventually, um, like that didn't define how I'd express eventually. That was just the foundation of where I needed to come from. Like that was the most important thing I was mm. seeking. So once I found that, I was like, okay, right. now I don't have to have this battle, you know, of monogamy versus open relationships or, you know, commitment versus, you know, whatever. So that, that helped a lot. Mm. That um, break for me was very eye-opening as well because, you know, it shocked me. I had no. I was about to get on a plane and go to Toronto for three That's days, right. running my music conference, and uh, I'm about to leave. And we get in the kitchen, and he's like, "You know what? I mean, as far as I knew, everything was great." And mm. he's just like, "I don't know. If this is, you know, if I'm ready to take this to the next level, like right before I'm about to go get on a plane." Anyway, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Okay. You're about to be gone. Let me go ahead and let <laughs> <Yes>. you know. <laughs> so we, we decided, yeah, let's take funny. these three days and see see how we feel at the end of the three days. Mm -hmm. So, But for me, you know, it, it brought me back, obviously, to my divorce and how things split. And it really reminded me of my power. You know, when I was on that plane, when I got to that amazing hotel and I'm living my life. And trust me, I was concerned and scared but I went to this place of, it was just a great reminder that I have the power. I had given my power away and I had, to, I had to really look at it. Okay, we might come back and decide this is best, let's keep going, or not. Mm. I, had to re I, I remember you know, writing about it and journaling about it and really, as much as I was hoping we would continue on the, the road together, trying to make peace with whatever whatever happened. And that was a powerful moment for me, too. Mm -hmm. and, it was spiritual. And he sh it was spiritual. <laughs> Deep journey. Yes. And, when I, and he shared that whole story with me when I got back, that he called the girl and all of that. The one thing that I, I do have to say is I was uh, very intending on manifesting an honest man. Mm -hmm. And I said this earlier today, I've never met anybody as honest yeah. as John. It's I mean, it's, it was exactly what I needed. And sometimes it would be like, you know, you don't have to be that honest. You <laughs> just know, blind honesty. I just know what I'm doing. Honesty. I was just trying to be honest, you know. But what, what I've, you know, what it's created between us is this true sense of knowing that I can always count on his honesty. I can't say that I can always know what he's going to do and be like, I'm sure he will never do this. 
but I know, at least I feel like I know, he will be honest about it. Yeah. And uh, when he was, we were sitting there and he was telling me he called this girl or whatever, you know, I was just like mad at first. I'm like, you did what? You know, in my mind, I'm like, who do you think? You know, just all this ego came See, up. I need to break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but then afterwards, I looked at it and said, you know what? He didn't even have to tell me any of that. Mm-hmm. But he tells me, and that gives me an honest mm-hmm. way to make a decision. Right. So I have the facts. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that and about what, you. What was great at that time, what I remember was, like, we had that communication, honest communication. Um, it wasn't what she wanted to hear, of course. Um, but what was beautiful, I'll never forget how she was just like, I think it's crazy. And I think, you know, I mean, she was real honest with me. Like, I just think this is insane. <laughs> and I think, I think you need to fight or something. I can't remember It was before I left. It. I said, you need to fight for us. Yeah, you I'm need like, to fight for really something, something like that. here. You just can't walk away because it's right, been two right. years. I'm like, take it was the so, weekend. It was awesome, actually. It was really cool what she said. Yeah. I'll never forget that. But I still felt like I needed that time, right? And that, he time was cool was, with that. that time was meant to be. But it was it was, it was uh, one of my good buddies, actually. Speaking of accountability, one of my groomsmen, good buddy of mine, was the one who we chatted. And he was just telling me, man, look, look, it seems like you're holding on to something that ain't even real. And trying to, or, or trying to grasp at something that's not real when you have something real already. He, that clicked for me too, and I later realized he was he was correct. Um, so after that phone call, mm-hmm. uh, but the, what's amazing at this time we weren't both on the same spiritual path. Yeah, and I wasn't on the path I'm on now either. And this I was, was like going to Catholic church every Sunday. Yeah, this was like yeah. designed crisis to get us to a point where um, we're really looking at clearly what direction we're going to go. Seeking. And, yeah. Yeah. And so through that, I think it, it brought us to a point where it really took another two years for me anyway to assess and be aware of what was going on now that I'd closed that back door and um, realized, wow, this really is. By the time I got back two years later, coming back from touring. overseas, from touring, I was so clear. It's like... Let's, let's marry this not. girl. Let's mm-hmm. get married. Mm-hmm. I don't want to travel anymore without you. That kind of felt like all of that, right? Yeah. It was pretty cool. Was so we did that. And of course, we've gone through um, all kinds of wonderful revelations, realizations, and things since then. Mm-hmm. Like we've had discussions about open, um, def- redefining our relationship since then, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and gotten guidance. And, so that's an ongoing uh, appreciation. Conversation. <laughs> In conversation, yes. Um, but it's been, you know, I think it's part of the spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it has been, obviously. What is relationship? Um, we're going to do a podcast on it, too. What is relationship? Yeah, what yeah. is relationship? Pillow talk. <laughs> pillow Awakened. Awakened. Awakened pillow talk. So yes. that's been... What like is relationship is the question? Part of it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to our type of relationship, but also when it comes to relationship period, I think that we'll be hitting some of that with experts. And then I think our role is going to be bringing consciousness to it. That's And not fear, but love. I think that's important. So to you, so to you both, what is relationship? 
Um, to me, relationship is honesty and communication, um, respect, really being conscious of the, the person you love and always attempting to come from a place of love and to hear the other person, which we certainly have our moments where we forget those things. Um, but, you know, with anyone, you want to be able to be present, hear them, and discuss from a place of love. You know, one person may feel like we need to go one direction, one person may feel like we need to go to another direction, so can we come together and find a path that will work for the two of us? Yeah. That's a relationship for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the foundation, as we've seen, is relationship with self, figuring that out, mm -hmm. finding ways that work, relationship with, quote, other, which is really extension of self, um, finding what practices work that way. That's how we've explored it. Um, and then creating, co-creating something with this extension of self, right? Um, that. I guess that for our journey, that's how it's felt. Like I, fe I felt the most important thing for me is to relate to who am I, what am I, let go of the stuff I'm not, and <laughs> keep exploring there first, and then bring that to relating with, quote, the other. And we've, we've had a blast at it, man. <laughs> Traveled the world together and just starting. We're just starting yeah. traveling. Well, we You've traveled, traveled the world. By the yeah. way, we're yeah. We should share oh, that yeah. we're in Italy right now in well, an attic. Yes, right. <laughs> in a hot attic in Italy. We're at a really beautiful home where we're leading a retreat here. Amazing. This uh, week long retreat facilitated. We get a full house of people, full community of people coming, and uh, yeah, we we found a spot in the attic to do this podcast. That's quiet and yes. away and has no air conditioning. It has no air conditioning. <laughs> and there's a storm. Big yes. storm outside. Brewing. Um, but yeah, you guys are really, um, it feels like you're, you're on a shared mission. You know, does that feel like true? Like you're, there's a purpose of your relationship has a mission to it. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's, it's obviously no mistake that he, I've been in the music business for 20 years. He's a musician and we came together and it just became a very co-supportive um, you know, but what's interesting is though I've always been a manager and he's always been an artist, as of late he's really been supporting me to step out and not just always be uh, behind the scenes, which is one of the reasons we're, you know, going to step out together and do our podcast and uh, I've been leading retreats on my own. So really it's interesting that now it's kind of shifting where I felt like I was always supporting him to go out and step out and now he's really supporting me to step out. So that's been very beautiful. Yeah. that's transpired um, but yeah to really take the message that first started coming through him and now it also comes through me we both channel um, limitless love and light is really what I would like to see it as and really taking that all over the world wherever we find demand for limitless love and light that's where we want to be mm -hmm. yes yeah we I feel like too we, we've become um, sort of those, you know, since she was a catalyst in my journey um, to be more self-aware and to see the things I didn't like, but all, well, let me rephrase that, to let go of, of certain things that weren't working, but she was also the mirror 
to help me see uh, and reframe the way I thought about myself. Mm. Which is great because she would always say, you're a good man. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, we'd have debates that I'm not a good person. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. It's just hilarious. But she would always have that faith. Like, you are a good man. I'm like, you know, I'd quote my religious upbringing and all the things. Why I'm not a good man. <laughs> it's just hilarious. And um, luckily, and then her, she had a strong commitment in a daily practice of journaling which when I had, didn't have any real practice at the time, for about a good 10 year stretch. Um, I was wilding out, having a good time, and she'd be journaling and have her little, and at the end, sign off, I hope God leads us to something, to whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember we were at a meeting, a business meeting together, uh, after promoting a successful series in Atlanta, and. I brought on this, this other team to help co-promote it. Went great. And then this is the first event they did out of this series. And they said, we want 50%. And I, I, I my hands started shaking. I was so mad. I was like, 50%? What the? I created this series and you just did one of them? What the? <laughs> yeah. I was so just all up in the ego. I had to put my hands down under the table. I was shaking so bad. She became a peacemaker. Why don't we, uh, I don't know what you said. I don't know, but I remember like, being a peacemaker. Yeah. Why, many, why many don't years we ago. Uh, resume this at another time? <laughs> it was going down a, It was uh, going in flames. And, I was yeah. hot. And uh, so she escorted me out the building. And on the drive, I was just like, oh my God. I can't control my emotions, <laughs> you know? I was shaking so bad, I had to hide my hands. I'm like, what is going on? And I remember praying, I gotta find something that works. I don't like where I'm at emotionally. I don't like what I've become. I don't like being out of control like this. It's like, something's got to give. And that was, you know, so through our relationship, really, she was this force that helped along the way and encouraged me and all kinds of stuff. So we. We had a, a, a good 10-year run. <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes, too, at the beginning. Yes, but you were always honest about them. Yeah, I was always honest, and she was always forgiving and set some boundaries. But it was just a, one of those stories, like, you know, you create. And I feel like she was such a great example of love, of seeing the good, of forgiving, of encouraging, of trusting, of hoping, all kinds of stuff. It paid off, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Paid off, so yeah. Well, it's, it, once again, it's so beautiful that on the journey in the beginning, I really felt like I was the steady, you know. But now, you know, once we we started on this new journey, you know, together we went from what I thought was going to be he was going to become a Catholic, we were going to be, you know, Catholicism all the way, nothing against it. Um, but when we kind of got on the journey together, we found that okay, that that's not really a fit for us. And we started exploring and seeking, and our spiritual journey changed so much. One thing I, I want to strangely, share. I don't know if we. Well, there was, this is kind of the communication we have too. She'll say something, and I'll redefine it my way, or or the other way around. Go so ahead. She said we got we tried it, got on the path together. Oh, we it's, never got on Catholicism that's together. What I was oh, I didn't define. mean that. I'm okay. sorry. No, no, he was never we with never Catholicism. Got Catholicism. Not that now I now he's more accepting it. of it now. I mean, you know, you don't. Yeah. You've lo- you've left the judgment. Yeah. But um. But, uh, so about after two years, he asked me, and, and 
I share this with people because rarely does a man ask you this question. Brian might ask this question. What are five things, right now, five things you would like to see uh, of me in our relationship? You know, we hadn't even read any spiritual books yet, okay? So I was like, okay. And then I said, what five things do you want me to, you know, I'll write five things down. And he said, no, you're perfect. I don't really want you to change. I swear, baby, that's what you said. I was like, okay. Did I say that? Yes, you didn't let me write down any. Uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You missed your chance. So the reason I bring that up is I wrote down things about him and my daughter having a great relationship, him getting to know my family, but ultimately that he and I would get on a path to God together. I wrote it down, and in my mind that meant he would become a Catholic. That's what I, I meant. But later I looked back and said, I mean, I can't imagine us being more on a path to God together than we are right now. You know, now we look at God in a different way, and but it is our whole lives are about you know, connecting with the inner knowing, the God within us, the, you know, letting that lead us. I couldn't even imagine living like this. But putting that down in a general term is exactly where I feel like we are. We're on a path to God. Okay, so how did this happen? How did you go from, you're, you're a Catholic, you seem like you're kind of lost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lost. I was how, lost how do you go from that to on the spiritual path together? What, what was the opening there? Well, for me, it was... Um, at that turning point where I just realized I need to change and I prayed, show me something. One of my buddies came along at a, some NASCAR or I don't remember what it was, some sort of car racing event. My band was playing that and he tells me, you got to check this out. And he was a guy who was in a college ministry for before that 10-year hiatus. <laughs> and so, so anyway, he introduced me to Secret, checked that out, and things started clicking, went on this whole... Started reading, you know, Science of Getting Rich, um, all these different things, and then realized, okay, if it's about my mind, I gotta find something to to shift how I'm thinking. Started looking in that direction, gratitude, and just started finding practices. Then I started meditating. Meditation, I think, was the biggest journaling and meditation, gratitude and meditation at the same time. Uh, those practices. Then I started stream of consciousness writing, started studying genius, all this stuff all really came down to finding practices. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but I was finding practices that worked and helped me shift. Next thing you know, I'm opening up, I'm accessing this information, etc. So that was my part of the journey. At the same time, you were shifting and doing your thing too, right? Right. So the one thing I know about John is when he decides he's going to do something, he does it on the biggest level. And, you know, once he kind of watched The Secret, he really started investigating. And and he brought, I remember when he brought me in the room and showed it to me and we watched it together and I was like, huh. We hosted a a, a showing of it. Later we did. Yeah, we did a host at a movie theater of The Secret. But for me, when things really, so we, so we were getting on this journey, we we're just kind of exploring and seeking and finding like this whole new world of information that we didn't even know existed. Yeah. Uh, and then we went to California. Mm-hmm. We went to California f- to go to the Grammys. My, you know, through my work and what I was doing, I was able to go and his whole band went and we all went to the Grammys, which you think would be like a, it was phenomenal, but what ended up happening when we were in California is a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, told us about Agape. 
agape. Oh. Yes. And we had seen Dr. Beckwith in The Secret. Right. And she just kind of said, hey, you know, I go to this place, Agape. And that you remember that guy, Michael Beckwith? Michael Beckwith, he, we're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. doing Secret. So, and then she even told us about Abraham Hicks, and we were like, that was just too much for us. We were like, what? That was, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we were we like, were we're not ready for that. to that. Whatever that <laughs> at the is. Time. And uh, we went to Agape. And we'll never forget it. I mean, it was a huge, you know, if anyone's Palpable been Palpable love. Yeah, you walk in, you just feel this love. And then this was the first time we'd ever experienced where people, you know, when you're a new person and they have something they say to you and everybody puts their hands towards you. And you just, just we were both in tears. I mean, we were just standing there the like, was like, what is happening? Is this for real? Is this, yeah, <laughs> oh my and God. just the kindness and the message that he shared was just heart-opening, mind-opening. Oprah moments at one after the other. Yeah, wow moments. Yeah. And we came, came back to Atlanta and said, we got to find our own agape. So that was really kind of, you know, a big shift for us. Then we started looking for a spiritual center in Atlanta, um, you know, which... We found several, but we ended up connecting with Hillside, which was like their sister church. And great, great place in Atlanta. Yeah, beautiful. Dr. Barbara King, amazing speaker. Who t- turned out she was uh, Michael Beckwith's mentor. So anyway, journey is huge, but we we came back, and and that's really what got us on this connected to spiritual centers and churches. At this point, he wasn't performing at any of those. He's still rocking out. Yeah. Mm. He's, you know, taking his shirt off and all the girls are screaming. That was, <laughs> that is my story and that is very true. And I'd be in the audience going, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so it was, it took a little while before, actually, before we even got into this, you had left, uh, we had Johnny and that's when you left and you went and worked corporate, yeah. right? Well, yeah, so finally, when we, we decided to have a son very um, intentionally and um, she resigned from being the conference manager. I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I was so excited. The conference closed shop after that. Um, then we ended up, was that when we were touring? Yeah, we just inked the deal and started, the band started touring all around the world in Japan, blah, blah, blah. And that's around the time I came back and I'd already proposed. Though, yeah, right? we got married, and then, then we, yeah, when I Johnny was born is when the the deal came crashing the down. The deal came he crashing down. He lost down. his record deal, yes. basically. Lost, lost the, the funding lost for his the record. Lost the funding, the investor, and then um, decided to go back to corporate work and so I could stay home with the family. It was actually perfect because it gave me an out so I didn't have to tour anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, spent the next... Four years Four as a corporate years, job, yeah. and that was when it was like we almost were like a <clears throat> typical family. Yeah, and John big went to benefits. Work. I was a stay-at-home mom. I'd have nice dinners. I'd make him these really nice lunches, was, which yeah. was really nice for a while. Was like, yeah, and then nice it wasn't working for John anymore. Then or it wasn't that it wasn't working so much. I mean, true, there were some challenges, um, but it was that we got very clearly time to resign right. we'd always oh. knew it was just temporary we yeah. were going to go back to music at some point just didn't know how soon yeah. so we 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 had been basing everything off of guidance even that job i got yeah through guidance to go back to corporate america we just kept following things sometimes things made sense sometimes it didn't but we did it then the day we got to i got to resign called kathy said baby i'm getting to resign today surprise for us both but we did tears yeah, tears. It's like jumping tears. jumping off a cliff blind, didn't have like, any backup, nothing. We have two kids in private school, yeah. you know, the house, the mortgage. I'm like, can we please find a backup money. plan first? 
great like, benefits. Yeah. You know, director of marketing at a hot agency doing yeah. millions of dollars worth of revenue. I was doing, I, I felt pretty proud of it, but we were tithing down. Huge. There we were, were some challenges, you know, some real challenges that were showing me, okay, maybe it's time, but blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the guys made it real clear, resigned. And um, that was a time for us for those two years where we went through the challenge of uh, dealing with our scarcity mindsets. Yeah. Mm. We really had to face um, what does it truly take um, to be abundant? And this was, I was getting guidance left and right. We were answering it for other people and we were applying it. And we were seeing and facing our own lack consciousness, like just intensely. <laughs> it was like, we didn't know where the next meal was gonna come from. We didn't know how we we're gonna keep the house. We didn't know all this other stuff. And we were noticing the fear around it and uncovering all of this stuff. Go ahead. You know, and that, and so we're going through this. This is a great story. We're going through this, and John meets Brian. And you invited us to go to a big globe. That's right. And we were financially in a really oh, challenge. We, we thought we were going to lose our house at this time. Yeah, we were all three, we were three months behind three on months our mortgage. Three months behind on our mortgage, yeah. And, you know, and John comes to me and says, we're going to spend, I'm getting led to spend money and go to this retreat. And yeah. I'm like, and what? I, it was another one of those times where it's like, it doesn't make logical sense. We, we can't even figure out how to pay our bills. We could be foreclosing on our house, but I'm getting, we need to do this. We need to go to the street. <laughs> you know, so we just trusted once We again. trusted. I, uh, it, you know, it was a little more challenging for me to line up, but yeah. I did. And we brought Jolie and we came. Johnny and, too. No, Johnny wasn't born yet. Yeah, Johnny he was. There. Oh, yeah. he was. He was. Oh, yeah, he was a year old. He was a year yeah, old. Right. So, as you, you know this story, but we show up and we go to our first big glow and I mean, it was taking all of those ideas that we had been getting and reading about, and then all of a sudden there was a community that we were with that was thinking these same things and empowering us and, and supporting us. And Ash Ruiz, uh, you know, did, did, the, the did the sat song. And really, you know, with me, I remember him asking just real questions about what is the worst thing that could happen? Mm. You lose your house. Let's talk about <laughs> what does that mean? Because that was my fear. You know, I'd had my, my house was just something that I'd always had, and I felt like, okay. I'm okay, I've got my house, I got my house, and I didn't know if we were gonna be able to keep the house. But somehow, and I don't even really know how to explain it, by really facing it mm. and talking about what's the worst that could happen, it just sort of released something in me. And and it, it through that retreat, I just sort of shifted with the knowing that even if we lose the house, it's still gonna be okay. Mm. It's still gonna be okay. No matter what happens, there, this knowing really became knowing but actually became like integrated yeah. at that retreat mm. and we came back and we're like you know things really started to happen for us then mm. as far as the shift for me <laughs> at the retreat was actually recognizing what the guidance I'd been getting like the higher consciousness how to apply it there was like a tweak in my mind um, almost one of those moments where you almost feel like paranoia because your old paradigm is crumbling you know mm -hmm. that happened during the sat song and I remember um, recognizing that my inner being is source or I can connect to you know the essence the God the everything I've been seeking and listening to guides and higher consciousness to lead me to and all that time they were telling me the same thing that you have the ability to align with the source of who you are and bring that through and live. It was like something crumbled and all of a sudden I realized, 
holy crap, okay. It was it was a just a world changer for me in that moment. And um that's when I stopped. We we were running an anonymous site mm-hmm. for years, an anonymous newsletter, channeling stuff. Because we were keeping this spiritual stuff on the DL. On the DL, nobody knew. <laughs> we After that, so that was one of the things that had run its course at that point. I stopped doing the newsletter. Um, we just started applying the teachings that we'd been getting just for us mainly. And then, uh, th- w- but when we came back, it, it was definitely on a new journey. We had a lot of things to do, like... I finally, uh, <clears throat> finally uh, got straight with the IRS after, <laughs> after years of. I was so far back on taxes. I paid it all off though, yes. thankfully. Got. I mean, but I it was thirty thousand. It was ridiculous. But um, years I had to refile. We're free. Yes, de- determined to tackle all that stuff. We've done the same thing with our, with debt consolidated. Got that on a beautiful plan. Paying it off. Just a lot of things we had to look at take responsibility for much like our spiritual lives <laughs> um clean up in a sense mm-hmm. but then also um find what worked for us to execute and um so even with our finances budgeting you know do that frequently uh, every twice a month mm-hmm. uh, we're pretty consistent like we have a system it works for us we can be improved but um, um and then getting clear on our consciousness, <laughs> what we needed to let go. We did a lot of that. I got an important question. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you've mentioned a lot here about guidance, mm-hmm. channeling, mm-hmm. what you've been getting. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, it's funny, like listening to you guys, it's almost like there's like three in the relationship. There's mm-hmm. like you and you, John and Kathy and the guidance. That's, that's it. Right? Yeah. That is so I think that's like really important to, to talk about here. So Annie and I, we, you know, we, we work with you and we create with you. So we, you know, we hear about the guidance a yeah. lot. But tell us like, how did that start? And what exactly is that? And like, how do you know if it's the guidance or not the guidance? Excellent. So three questions. questions. <laughs> that's great. Question. Make sure to remember yeah. all of those as we go along. So how it started, you want to take that? I don't remember. So initially, correct me if I'm wrong, um, John basically had a kundalini awakening. He was on a plane to Japan, perhaps? No, this was at the house. I, I, okay. So thanks right, I figured for mentioning that. Go you ahead. got me primed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had a kundalini awakening doing the Master Key program. If you've ever read, it's a meditation protocol. So sitting there late at night doing that consistently, and all of a sudden this energy comes up. So I researched what the heck it was, find out... Um, some other things that have been happening, like 11-11 showing up, um, and all these other um, things like uh, one day my mouth moves and I'm having involuntary movements as I'm meditating, all kinds of stuff, all were pointing to guides wanting to contact us, right? So I'm like, what the heck is this? Turns out somebody sends us Abraham Hicks, who we said we shunned back then, and we, we heard it. Now you're ready. Now we're ready. <laughs> what's amazing is, as we're hearing some of it, um, I'm at the point where, because of music, I'm actually tapping into and doing stream of consciousness writing to open up my creative genius. Well, that creative genius starts giving me all these teachings. I'm like, this is crazy. What is this, <laughs> right? And then we hear Abraham Hicks. I'm like, wow, that's very similar. I don't remember the exact chronology, but um, all of that led to Let's look into Abraham Hicks more. Wow, this matches what we're getting, or the stream of consciousness stuff was the beginning. 
and then we decided let's see if we can contact these guys the way they did and yeah. we did that because they get they literally break down how to do it in their first book yeah and we followed what they follow what they did sit just back sitting to back. back to back ask for the guides and uh after the first challenging day the second day just had this whoosh. energy that same energy that came up my spine what's felt funny is it locked up here that night uh, I did the Kundalini thing. Then in our session together, I remember it coming. Locked up in your and neck. It, and it felt like out. a giant cramp just coming, and it cleared all the blocks. Out uh, your All mouth. the way out through my mouth. My mouth started wow. moving. First words were, I lie. <laughs> the yes. very first words. Over and over. I lie. I lie. And I'm writing it down. I lie. And, <laughs> and intuitively, I'm like, oh, this means I'm supposed to do something. I <laughs> lie. Well, we didn't I even know what it meant. I lie. Like, yeah. Okay. Then it went on aloud, whatever. Um, beautiful messages, but that was the beginning of ago. bringing through this higher consciousness. We started asking, "What the heck?" Yeah, is I would it? come up with all these she questions. Would, yeah, she'd ask most of the questions. You know, like you know, who is Jesus, and is all that real? Yeah. And just really, yeah. you know. And so, are you God? I remember that God? question earlier. Are you Can God? I talk to my grandpa? <laughs> I mean, but the answer to that was awesome. Uh, your view of God is limited. We are taking you on a journey to expand your view of God through mm. experience. Ooh. Nice. Dope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was the early dope, stuff was just powerful. It was powerful, man. We weren't telling anybody. It was powerful. <laughs> it was brand new to so, us. So, but how do you how do you get in the state? Like, how do you get in the state where you're channeling? So early on, it just took meditation and getting um, releasing blocks. to 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 the state where I would relax. Mm -hmm. And somehow it became kind of intuitive mm -hmm. uh, after practice of relaxing and um, I think fo the focus, the attention. I built the ability to focus mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like Master Key and Holosync and all these other programs were necessary for me to start letting go of distractions so I could begin to focus. And finally, somehow, I wish I could say it clear cut how it happened in the beginning but somehow I got to the point where I begin to relax enough to become aware of more subtle energy mm -hmm. and allow that subtle energy to do its thing but also the higher consciousness like mm -hmm. to me higher consciousness is more in a sense more subtle mm -hmm. um, maybe that's why they say still small voice or whatever yeah um, but then eventually as it became through I think uh, it described that our desire is a big part of it. It said that once our desire is strong enough to overcome the limitations, we do what it takes, find the practices or ask or what have you. And that's what we did. We found the practice to sit back to back yeah. and, and access it. Um, sec, go ahead. I just wanted to say that I always tell people that John's desire to connect directly to God had been since he was a little kid. Yeah. Like he's always had, like, I don't know that everybody has that desire, but he's all, he wanted the answers directly. He didn't yeah. want to hear them always from here there. Always believed he could, but I didn't know how. And so it, it was like a worked. lifelong <laughs> desire, yeah. which I don't know that everybody has. Most people are just fine to pray or do the rosary or whatever. Mm -hmm. So his desire was so strong. That's really why I feel like mm -hmm. it, right. why he was led to it do It seems this. like you have to like still your mind to a place where that can come, you can, you can hear it, right? So, in the midst of the, there's one more thing though, prior to even our journey together, I had a, a awakening moment at the age of 18 where my paradigm broke and I felt insane. Like I could see all the thoughts, 
long story short, I just, I was watching myself in what I described as gone crazy, but I was conscious of it. And I was just looking like, what is this? It just snapped. And in the midst of that, I had a very clear knowing come up and guide me. And that knowing was like telling me what to do, go to the infirmary, see the nurse, telling me to sign myself into the seven day program at the psych ward and, you know, talk to my mom crying. But I'm just very aware watching all of this, right? I, I was also above my body at one time uh, that same two week period, but uh, in, in just love and light and then looking at my body and feeling the shame mm. that I was holding on to. So all that to say, I don't think it's stillness that brought me there. I think it was, I don't know if I can put a name on it, whatever it was, it's grace definitely, or I like to call it that, but mm. it was something that finally led me to be able to listen somehow. And I think the practices later were what trained me to be able to focus. Because mm -hmm. I don't think you have to ignore or steal the mind's thoughts to hear it. I just think you have to focus your attention, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, so that leads to the third question. Good. Which was, how do you know what's the guidance and what's not? You want to take that first? Uh, well, for me, I'll be honest, in the beginning, I literally remember saying, I need proof. I'm like, I need to know that this isn't just John, you yeah. know? I mean, I, I trusted John, and he was telling me these things, but the whole thing was like, so show bizarre. me the money. No, I'm just kidding. You know, and, and for me, the turning point was, I remember us having this conversation. Mm -hmm. I really need proof. Can you give me some proof? And then the one thing that, that John hasn't mentioned, when he first started receiving this, he had a lot of physical, right. I mean, intense movements, yeah. body flailing all over the place. Like it was, you know, later. Well, that was my morning practice, not necessarily. Yeah. But even when you were bringing it through, oh, you right, would be like right. shaking. And so I'm sitting in front of him and he's got his eyes closed and he's like this demonized looking, <laughs> you know. And I mean, there was just all Thank these goodness thoughts goodness going on. Thank goodness it just does. <laughs> all these thoughts going on. And this is, the, this is very me, right? So this is what I think, just to be completely honest. He's flailing. And I thought to myself, I sure am glad he's good looking because he looks crazy. Okay? <laughs> That's the thought in my head. And he's flailing. All of a sudden, he just stopped and looked at me. He goes, it doesn't matter what John looks like. It matters what he's bringing through. And I was like, whoa. What? <laughs> I mean, it, it really freaked me out. But it was really, it was so, it just spoke to me. And I did not say that out loud. It was just a thought. And um, that was it for me. I was like, okay, this is the real deal. And mind you, I'm conscious of this and I feel my head go, my eyes are closed and I, I you know, feel exactly what comes out. And my conscious mind is like, what the hell is going yeah, on? He doesn't here? even know. Because I don't know what's happening, you know. And I obviously wild. told him afterwards, but that was, I mean, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and there's been other times where we, where I know I question it. We'll yeah. be led to do some things and I'm like, what? It still happens. It yeah. doesn't even make sense. I mean, get on a plane, go to Europe, you know, <laughs> spend all, you know, whatever. And it's like every time. And I, wait to buy the tickets. Wait to buy tickets. Yeah. Like a few days <laughs> I was concerned about that one yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I will tell you that. 99% of the time, there's there's maybe 1% where we never really get a clear understanding of why we were led to use. But 99% of the time, it's like if we just trust and we step out on faith, it all makes sense. Yeah. Somewhere we're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely beautiful here. And we get here and it's just this, you know, 
but and financially, and financially, like, things just showed well. up. Yeah, things he just got, keep showing up. Like right before we were leaving, you know, he gets a call to say, "Okay, can you come do this week and pay several thousand last dollars?" Minute, we just happen to have that weekend still available, and it's the only weekend yeah. available, and, and and not not Help expecting pay for it. our tickets. You know? So it's like Plus it's a every time other retreat we did that helped. That's true. Yeah. That we step out and we trust. We we find alignment through yeah. it, mm-hmm. but you know it's still there's still fear that comes up because we right. will be led to do things that don't logically make right. sense. And it's really that attention and that ability to focus that we're talking about being able to come back to. To me, the practice of channeling is just like the practice of um, trust. It's yeah, you got the fear, yeah, you have this, but that will and that decision to focus on something different, focus on something that feels better, or focus on you know, relaxing, focus on letting go, focus on whatever, whatever the practice is, applying it, that's what I think ends up opening us, expanding our awareness and opening hmm. these new pathways to allow us to access something other than these old patterns of fear, right? We shift the focus, put the attention elsewhere. I know we're getting, I would like to say one last thing. I think also just trusting that it will happen like everything we've been led to do and trusting for, for me, I continued to hear from many people over and over and you can do this, you can do this, you know, and it got to a point with John and I where, you know, I really needed it start I started to have resentment that things were coming through him and it was like even though sometimes they would line up with my desires, most of the time I felt like they weren't, or at least in my mind. So John kept encouraging me. We had friends that would show up, they would give me readings. I just kept hearing, You can do this too, you know, if you want to do it. You can do it. It's not just for these special people or whatever. And so really just believing and stepping out. And all of a sudden, like the first time I ever tried, I, you know, did meditation, closed my eyes, asked a question, and just things just started coming out of me. It was just like, you know, things I didn't even know came out of me. Uh, And now, you know, it's like I was so, I obviously had a great master teacher to to see him do it for 10 years, you know. Um, But I, I say that just to encourage anyone there's not like this, oh, you've got to have this. Or you, if, you, if you have the desire and you trust that it can happen, it'll come through. And back to your mm-hmm. question about how do you know. Um, mm. To me, it's like in that moment, yeah, you may have some fear, but you're, as you're focusing and bringing this through, um, there's a quality about it typically. Um, when knowing is coming through, it's almost as if there's... There's this certainty or this, like knowing is knowing. And it's like something that you don't have a good explanation for. <laughs> like, how do I know this? I don't know how I know, but this is what's coming through. And the feeling of it feels, it could vary, but it shifts. feels better than where maybe you will typically are, right? So you're accessing this higher level of consciousness that just feels better. And as it's coming through, you're actually experiencing knowing. And then your egoic mind may still be in fear or whatever, whatever. but as you focus on what's coming through and apply what's coming through, it just shifts it all. Like, I don't know how many times we've been in um, fear of lack, fear of what have you, uh, opinions, you know, ego with each other. And then we're like, all right, let's check in, boom, for me, if I'm checking in, it just kind of calms it. And, you know, I have to let, 
I can choose to keep holding on to my own egoic stuff and resistance or whatever, but that certainty comes through and I'm just like, okay, let me let this go because this has worked every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And yeah. the one percent of times that we've been uncertain, that's not enough to convince me not to keep doing this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's but it's it's also I mean, honestly, it's freaking changed our lives in the sense of our relationship, in the sense of how we parent, mm-hmm. um, the sense of our relationships with the others, period, um, who we, how we show up. Um, I mean, I can go on and on, what we do, <laughs> you know, what it's we just eat. Complete, what we eat, yeah. But it really has trans, I feel like we've gone through a transformation by listening to this knowing for the better where we're not freaking miserable, where we're finding fulfillment, where we're overcoming our fears, where we're um, facing our demons, you know, or whatever, and letting them out, slaying them, if you will, <laughs> or, or resurrecting, you know, or whatever. Willing but to step out of our comfort zone. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Just continuously expanding, continuously facing the things that, you know. The, the biggest thing that I, that I get from you sharing of, like, how do you discern if it's that guidance or not, it's like to me it feels like it's like there's a fearlessness right which makes sense like why would like source isn't going to be afraid of anything because source mm, is source yeah. you know yeah. so it's like that that answer is not going to care about fears or worries or that yeah or limitations or what could go exactly. wrong very it's just going to give you the that. straight answer yeah and then and then and it's usually some some flavor of that fits you perfectly and hits you perfectly of all is well and always is. Right. Let me remind you this way, and this is what's best. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, do you have any questions? I, I was going to ask something else. Well, I'm just curious what you guys are up to next, or how can people plug in to you? Hmm. What you got going on? So, we, uh, we actually just launched uh, on May 14th. 2019 officially Healing, oh, Healing Arts, Arts Management, Management LLC. Yes. So we finally, you know, made it official. We've been, um, but we've been he had Healing Arts for a while now. Um, but we've been helping other, well, one other artist, um, Jill Colucci, awesome multi Healing artist. artist yeah. Healing artist. Twenty million records sold. Amazing, amazing artist. Um, so assisting her and uh, growing the events like assisting it um, in whatever events, like partnering up with you guys yeah. and doing events. Uh, we've got other people we've been partnering with. And we have a, several retreats, the several Conscious retreats. Songwriting Retreat. Yeah. I did a woman's retreat, yeah. the Expanding Your Awareness and Intuition Retreat. Yeah. And then we are blessed at times to partner with you guys. And Yay! Yay. Yay. That coming. So retreats, it. John Speaks and spiritual centers all over the country. Yeah, been doing a lot of... A lot of speaking. Speaking, a lot of one-on-one uh, remote and one-on-one sessions. Well, yes, that's been all kinds really of stuff. Beautiful thing that has emerged that we weren't. That's the other thing I just want to say. You know, these first in my mind, John was a singer. Yeah. Beautiful voice. Beautiful I remember voice. I first told you the yeah, like, guidance I got. I'm guided to speak. <laughs> I'm like, no, it was, what? but it was even more grandiose. Sound. I was like. So I'm getting that I'm a teacher, a healer, a singer, and a lover, and a right? Lover, right? I'm yes, like, okay, so this is the roles that I'm supposed to be stepping into, and I'm getting I need to start speaking, doing this and doing that. It was like, what? <laughs> so the, the speaking part was definitely, you know, I had to warm up to it. And now, yeah. of course, oh my gosh, it's so, whenever he, he speaks at one of these events, I'm right there with everybody just like, 
you know, I mean, you'd think I would have heard it all, but every time it's, it's a new way of looking at basically a very Often basic for idea. Me too, yeah. 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 Um, and then the, so the guidance sessions, that's been a new thing. It's been coming to us. He's been learning not only just to, to receive, um, and channel, but now to do readings. I mean, we readings really expanded and getting yeah. symbols and giving people very in-depth readings. And the healing has and become, healing has been, yeah. We, we had a session with Kathy right before I left for Oklahoma. And then when I got to Oklahoma, I was giving, getting guidance to do this session for this other lady mm. who had a bone spur or something like, I mean, it was like the feedback they were giving me was like, Oh, cool. Uh, cause it's, you know, the way I look at it is it's just learning. How do you get out the way, trust this higher consciousness that you are, this higher power invoking or whatever, and allow it to do what it does. Like it's a real power that we have the ability to access. How do you get out the way, allow it to do its thing. And then the feedback you, th that you hear is like, it works. Like, you know, these energetic shifts and all this stuff, just powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. So continuing, we're continuing to not only practice that, but show others how. Mm -hmm. I think that's what excites me most really is in our development. We're learning to expand, learning to let go of limitations, learning to access the, these higher ways of being, doing, and, you know, having, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then being able to share it. So... I'd say my website, johnstringerinc.com, has a lot of that. Yeah. Healingartsmgmt.com will have a lot of that as well soon. Yes. Yes. Awesome. The info. I have a, a, a comment and then maybe probably the last question, uh, unless there's something exciting that comes up. But uh, <laughs> um, you talk, what, one of the things that I see in what you're talking about is just the expansion like you're continually growing as individuals and as a couple and like where you started at your journey to like where you are now yeah. is like really incredible and i think people have this mm. idea or they have this fear in relationship that they have to like keep things the same mm -hmm. to like keep the relationship together mm. and i think that that's a mistake you know i think yeah. like one of the, the phrases that we've come up with recently is expansion and compression so, and like you need a balance, balance of both of those things, you know? So true. Mm -hmm. So like just, um, just compression. I used, to, I used to say expansion and groundedness, but I like the verb, compression as a verb. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're making space to like, you know, kind of squeeze each other together, you know? Yeah. But if it's just that and there's no expansion, then there's like kind of this stagnant, dead, stuck totally. energy, you know? Yep. And if there's like just all expansion and no compression, then there's no relationship. Right. You know, so having a balance for both of those feels like really something that I think is, and you got to find that balance. It's always changing. It's always yeah. different. That's you know? real said. But mm -hmm. it's a lot like, um, and so many analogies would fit on the way up the stairs. I was thinking, man, relationships are so much like um, the the moods you go through as a human being. Mm, yeah, like you know, at one time you're you're elated. It just keeps shifting. Yeah, right? Right. another time you're. You know, you're at peace. You feel good. Yeah. Another time you're excited and energetic. Another time you're tired and yeah. want to rest. Like, I feel like relationships do the exact same mm, thing. Where analogy. they go through these cycles and shifts and what have you. And if you're what we call aligned, is just really accessing higher knowing, yeah. higher consciousness. If you're aligned, you'll be able to ride it. Or if you're present, centered, whatever. You'll be able to ride those shifts and honor those shifts without mm. necessarily feeling like, 
oh my God, it's changing and something is wrong, <laughs> you know, or oh my God, I'm afraid, you know. If that comes up though, you're able to, you, you have a practice to say, okay, I'm feeling afraid, okay, you know, I'm resisting this in being able to look at it and decide consciously versus, you know, the subconscious giving mm -hmm. into it and just reacting all the time. And so I feel like the relationships help you see those things too. Like to be able to ride the changes together and um, see what's preventing you from being fulfilled. Pre and when I say preventing you from being fulfilled, I mean internally. Mm. Like, mm. what are you holding on to internally that's not allowing you to be happy regardless of what's going right. on right. or be fulfilled regardless of what's going on? Mm. I would say one of the biggest shifts for us in our relationship is recognizing that we're responsible for our own happiness. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, so many people out there, I'm looking for my soulmate and all, and, and beautiful. And I'm so grateful in this present moment that John and I are together and on this journey together. And I wake up with that gratitude every day. Um, but really always coming back to, you know, the unshakable power, as I call it, that really this internal you is the, is the only thing that doesn't change is you, you certainly have shown us on many retreats, Brian. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could be mad at John and I'm not feeling like, oh my gosh, I love him so much. You know, there's, there's moments where he pisses me off, mm -hmm. you know, That's and that, then that shift, right? <laughs> and then I'm just like, uh, you know, and I'm not the love is still there, but I'm not, fe I'm not feeling like being loving towards him, you know, and then you start to question, okay, is this, is this not really my soulmate or, you know, but really all of that is, is internal for me. I have to take it back and own it and, and create my own peace and bring that to John, to all my relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean it doesn't have the ups and downs like we're talking about, but in those ups and downs, I feel like what really brings you to the peace is going back into your own unshakable power and coming from that point, which basically is the lesson that I've continued to get that I'm okay no matter what. doesn't mean that if tomorrow John got hit by a bus, I'd just be like, okay. I, I mean, there may be some people that are like that. I'm, I'm not at that point. I would definitely, there would be some suffering, but there would be knowing. I, I know I can go to the knowing that I would be okay. You know, no matter what shows up in my outer. Mm. Because it's all an experience, you know, it's all... Mm. It's, I love that. Yeah. It's all an experience. It's all an experience. Now, sometimes that experience is like a rough ride and you're hanging on and you're screaming yeah. and you're crying. Yeah. And then you get to the other side. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so... It's all temporary. It's all temporary. So, you know, that, that's something. And I feel like John and I also have a good, good communication. You know, I mean, even when we're, we're mad, he's really, he's, re when I get angry, he's really good at getting aligned. And I know that there's times where he's struggling and then I seem to be able to be like, we, we just have that, you know, when one of us needs a little help or a little push, the other one is there to do it. Not always easy. On the way here. Yeah. We were talking about yeah, yeah. One of us would be, we'd miss a plane. One of us would be struggling. And then like, I've been like something would happen that might trigger her. And I'm like, it's not, I'm, I'm feeling great. So I just hold space for her and be like. You know, whatever. You, we just keep moving forward. Then something hit me, and I'm like, why the hell am I bothered by this? <laughs> you right, know, I'm struggling right, right now. <laughs> and she's totally cool, you know. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's funny. So, and I, I wanted to say this one other thing that I think being able to be vulnerable. Mm, yeah, good word. It's yeah. been a huge thing for me because, you know, when when you have all these fears in your head and you're afraid to say it because of change, yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to say it and then, okay, things are not going to be the same. But 
in that vulnerable space, we've found over and over again that that's where the love really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you really are just... Brings things into the light. That's where trust them. is built, I think. Yeah. yeah. Even though it seems like maybe it wouldn't be. Maybe exactly. it could be it's shattered. Like your mind is telling you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's, she's such a great example of it. I mean, I try to be that too. But I do... I, I, I can see from your example, there are times where I'd rather just not be vulnerable and do my practice as hard as I can to shed whatever's going on versus say, I'm struggling right now, yada, 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 explain it. It's like, no, I just want to get aligned. Whereas Kathy will be like, look, this is where I'm at. I'm going through this. And when she does it, it always softens my heart because it, you know, she's just letting you know before she's even like fixed it or addressed it. Like, whoa, here's where I'm at. And it just does something for me many a times. Um, and there are times where I, I, I think I've learned from that example and done that, and mm-hmm. it's been helpful where I've applied that same thing. Like, I'm trying, but it's just not working. Here's where I'm at. And, and I that's try, all I, I, need, to that's all that I need to hear. I and I'm, yeah. then I'm just like, okay, I'm giving you your space. I'm here. Uh, if you need me, but, let, you know, whatever you need in this situation, because... You know, when we're first, I'd be like, how can I fix it? How can I fix it? That's what I feel like I'm here to learn this weekend is letting go of how I can fix it. Yeah. That's my intention. Yeah. And I've been doing, I really feel like I've got some strength around that. Absolutely. Um, You know, but, but you have taught me that, you know, I'd be like, you know, I don't need to fix him. Yeah. I need to, I love you. I'm here for you. If just call me, but I'm going to be over here with my unshakable power and giving you the space that you need instead of feeling Oh, he doesn't want me. Why isn't he, you know, why can't I fix him? Why, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And in, in those times, like a great example is um, before retreats often, we'll have this mm. space where all this stuff just comes up. And like, I'm often in this, like, where did this come from? You know, like, what is going on? I'm a getting triggered, a lot of emotion, a lot of stuff. Mm. And I'm doing my best to just align, accept, and flow through it. Sometimes I'm like, rocking it and not attached not entangled and just experiencing and being with it other times i'm like oh i'm confused (laughs) what the hell is happening you know Mm -hmm. it's like but in all those times if i can be open with her and let her know what's going on it usually seems to be a help for you absolutely by me being vulnerable to explain okay i'm you know i'm doing the best i can right now not at high vibration but I'm accepting it. Whatever we have those yeah, conversations. We have those conversations often, and I think it helps. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any uh, last advice for people that are looking for their soulmate, their twin flame, their partner in shine? Yes. Relationship <laughs> advice. Any last piece of advice? We were talking about some agreements we yes. made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, recently, while here, and I think you want to talk about the two agreements we kind of pinpointed that are well, probably the most important ones for I'll us. talk about one and you can take okay. the other I I know that when we do find that we're unaligned we have the agreement to you know without taking it personally or doing our best to not to you know because we're in the heat of something you want to keep going sometimes you yeah. know and to just really say hey we need to get aligned on this and we take and we give ourselves that space to get centered because when you're centered and you're coming from a place of love it's a totally different conversation and that may look like well, I think it needs to be blah, blah, blah. Well, I think it needs to be this. You know what? 
why don't we take a break and right. get a lot and, and then you know? check in. Oftentimes yeah. it ends with, okay, it doesn't really matter what you or I think on yeah. this egoic level. Yeah. Let's see what's best and highest in this situation. Sometimes, yes. That's, that's the best case scenario. That is, and that happens often. Um, and that's the first agreement to me is to check in and to find out what's best and highest regardless of our opinions. Right. When we forget that. And we do. I think, and, and get to that. Entangled then. Yeah, entangled in this, just this story and whatever. That's when we realize we need to take a break. Because yeah. it's, it's really tough to just, oh, wait. Stop. Let's just lie. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, have to, you have to. Take sometimes it depends on where you are vibrationally. You know how how um, quickly you can shift that momentum uh, just because of your own decision, like your own subconscious decision to be entangled. You know, yeah. you don't want to let go at that moment. Yeah. So it's like okay, step heat. back. Let's give it, give some space and get aligned. There's been times where you've said to me, uh, "Are you?" Uh, did you check in on it? Are you aligned right now? You know, like in a, not, not in a mean way, but but in a, are you so you, you checked don't in? Seem aligned you aligned? Right now. Are you resistant right now? Are you struggling? Whatever. And I I, I appreciate that ninety percent of the time, ten <laughs> percent of the time I'm kind of like oh, okay. <laughs> and then uh, there's times where I'll be like, right. uh, you know, you feeling aligned? You feeling a little off right now? Should we talk about this later? Or sometimes, I'm just, yeah. let's just talk about this later. Because <laughs> I don't feel like either one of us is aligned right now. <laughs> you know what's so amazing about that is when we do take the time, and I'll go in and we get, he, you know, he does what he does. I come in and do my meditation and get quiet and focus on my breathing and, you know, bring my focus to my oh, heart. Yeah, you always get good stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, if I have, and I'll get, you know, you, 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 know, you were attached to this, you know, really stuff that I don't even want to hear will come through me. Yeah, very clear. And then I go and talk to him about it. And some, and I really have to release my ego to do that because it's basically saying, okay, I was doing this, this, this. And I'm like, I didn't even realize I was doing that. And then we get in this incredible conversation about it, which get almost, to the root of it, we yeah. end up hugging, we end up connecting. Maybe even crying. Maybe even crying. We've I've shared. actually, I think I've done the most crying. He cries a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be coming to her after I've checked in. Like, okay, I'm sorry, man. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was judging you. I didn't know. No, I was like, okay. That's so funny. So yeah, that that would be you know to me some major advice. And you know, have have an agreement before you're in the heat of the argument, you uh-huh. know, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, we don't really ever consider ourselves arguing, but we get heated. Yeah. Um, and before that, you know, what what are the triggers? Let's say, okay, if we get to this point. We take a break. You know, we agree to do that. So it's not like one person saying, and then... Although we have had the one person thing a couple of times. We true. just had to do it because, you know, somebody... One of us has to stop the arguing. <laughs> true, yeah, true. Right. But I think this is important. And I say this as a woman. Uh, often men might say, let's take a break and then not want to revisit it. They're just trying to get out of it. At least that's not so much John, to be honest. But in my experience... They're just being like, okay, babe, let's just talk about it later, let's talk about it later. And then they don't want to revisit it. So it's really important, in my opinion, to say if you're in a relationship, that you make that agreement that you're not just trying to get out of the argument. Mm-hmm. You come back, you get centered, and you, and you don't, you know, because days could go by, are we ever going to talk about it again? That's right. not what we're talking about, yeah. right? We're, we're talking, for us, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, typically. So I'm just saying. This isn't like an out of the conversation and then you're both left wondering mm-hmm. what, what's the next move. You kind of have to have a plan. So finding the practices that help you get, get to centered. that point where you can get centered is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, agreeing to make that kind of the guiding light in your relationship, I think, is what has helped us 
the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's since we've been on this path anyway. Very true. And every time something challenging comes up, that's always our go-to. That's why we're here today. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yep. So, so do you ever? Because uh, you're both channeling now. So this is probably an interesting question for yep. me. So you're both channeling, or so you or you both getting guidance. Mm-hmm. So do you ever check in and get two different? Guidances? Once we <laughs> just did yeah, recently. <laughs> yeah, very recently. Very recently. It was pretty funny, actually. Um, it was which, a bag. Typically, no. I will say, yeah. up until this first time, it would be like, you know, I would check in and, and it, it would be, he would be getting the same, not exactly the same, but the base, the core, the core would be the same. Um, but strangely, he was out of town. I was trying to reach him. We wanted to get this really nice bag for this trip and I couldn't reach him and it had to be delivered before we went. I got centered and said, is it best and highest to get this bag? And, you know, I felt a yes, and I got it. And right at the same time, he had replied and said, I'm getting a no. Yeah. I'd already ordered the bag, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I got a yes. And it's perfect because the, the reality um, that I saw was um, this has happened before mm-hmm. in other uh, capacities, like with people I've yeah. assisted or whatever. Yeah. They'd use a pendulum and be getting the answer, then I'd get something else to tell them, right? Yeah. Um, in all those cases, it's always been about them trusting their inner guidance. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And I felt like this was just another... And I'll t- like, yeah. so like, it doesn't shake my faith in my direction. It just makes me feel like, okay, hopefully she's trusting her guidance because she yeah. executed. Now is she going to regret it or is she going to Yeah, know, and it, it, really, it. it really, you know, even real quick, like there was a, a situation where he made some comment on an outfit that I had and that usually brings me to my core and really, you know, take things personally or whatever. And I'm just finding that, like, I was just like, I still like it, mm-hmm. you know, like really I'm finding mm-hmm. my, uh, to, to check in and get my own guidance and be like, you know, I just can't reach them. We're going to go with what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big shift for me. Yeah, so I feel like there's, there's things that are supporting me on this journey to know that we're, we're on our journeys, and we're, we're blessed to be sharing this journey. Yeah. But really, we have our individual journeys that are coming together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And seeing, to me, seeing each other stronger, supporting each other in that way. Um, like, she supported me on my journey. I'm supporting her on her journey. I feel like that's an uh, important ingredient <laughs> in the relationship. Absolutely. You know, wanting to see the best for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Any last things Beautiful. you want to say, Annie? Just, you guys are so inspiring. Just so mm-hmm. appreciate being here. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah. Yep. We love you guys. Thank and you. Love you too. We love sharing this journey together with you. Yes, big indeed. glow. And, uh, big glow. This was great. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. We're going Peace. out on our beautiful balcony in Italy. <laughs> <laughs>